0: This is Soul Over the Bones, a podcast for rewilding by Liz Glenn. If you haven't seen Disney Pixar's Elemental yet, I highly recommend it. We saw it and loved it, but I pinky promise I won't be revealing any spoilers. It's the classic Disney Pixar essence you know and love, paired with subtle social lessons I personally value being taught to my family peripherally. An exciting new development in this feature film, we get a quick glimpse of Pixar's first non-binary character, as they're being introduced very quickly as a member of one of the main character's family, voiced by a non-binary person, yay, actually hiring people of the same identification. Aside from this, there are topics such as immigration, race, accessibility, and equality that are touched on in a super age-appropriate, understandable way. It opened the door for a lot of conversations in our family. The fire people represented in the movie experience situations many minorities face, such as living in a world that wasn't created with them in mind. One example presented was, what happens when you leave your corner of the world designed for accessibility for people like you As a fire person in the movie and encounter dry brush in close quarters. It helps us to empathize and see things from another person's perspective in a life we may not fully understand. Comments are made about how well someone talks as a child of immigrant parents, to which the person retorts that it's amazing what speaking the same language your whole life can do for you. Seeing a person stand up for themselves confidently And making the person who made the ignorant comment feel embarrassed, instead of carrying that embarrassment themselves, was pivotal for me. The main draw of the movie for me initially was that it was based around the elements, a poetic, applicable relevance for me that I love in relation to making sense of life and our cycles and seasons, but the movie provided so much more. A central theme to the main character's life is one that has been central to mine as well, and many others, I'm sure and that is living a life that makes your parents happy. Even though I never had to come out to my parents and never felt the need for that validation, there have been other aspects of my life that have felt strained under the pressure of making my parents happy. One of the biggest aspects being where I live. For as many generations back as my family has lived in the United States, they've taken up residence in Michigan, either on the middle west side of the state or here in mid-Michigan, where both my parents were born and raised. I'm an only child to my father, my daughter, his only granddaughter, and my mom's youngest born after my half-sister, who was born 17 years before me. Of course, they didn't want me to move away to California with their then two-month-old granddaughter. Of course, we missed each other, and it was difficult to only come back to visit once or twice a year. Of course, it was never the same after that, but I also grew as a person and ended up in a place that I felt fully and completely myself in. I was finally living a life that felt perfectly aligned, bringing to life my highest potential. Any parent who truly loves their child wants that, even if it means distance from them. I once read a tweet by Adam Grant, which I will share in the links in my show notes, That said, too many people spend their lives being dutiful descendants instead of good ancestors. The responsibility of each generation is not to please their predecessors. It's to improve things for their offspring. It's more important to make your children proud than your parents proud. Honoring, respecting, and loving your ancestors and understanding your family history to enhance your sense of self Knowing who you are by knowing where you've been is of vital importance. I'm not refuting that. Refusing to live the one life you were given, the gift that was given to you would be a waste of that gift your parents gave to you. Refusing to allow your child to become the person they're meant to be instead of the person you expect them to be is not love. This isn't the case for me or for the character from Elemental, but it bears stating, especially among parents who deny their gay children. It's vital that I pattern for my daughter the kind of life I want her to live. To be a happy individual who chases her passions and becomes her best self, even if that means being away from me. This is a hot take, but she didn't choose to be alive. I chose to have her. But in having her, I knew I wouldn't be having a baby for me to keep a baby for myself my whole life. I was bringing into the world a human being with her own sense of autonomy and free will. This is a difficult concept for older generations to grapple with, who often struggle with the responsibility of living a life that is acceptable to their parents. I love that this movie presents another way. In regard to cycles and seasons of creativity, I felt seen when the main character said, embrace the light when it burns, because it won't always last forever. I'm realizing that inspiration is a feeling, something that comes and goes. I cannot choose to be inspired. I can, however, lay the groundwork to allow creativity to visit me by doing the things that I know often bring creativity to visit. You can't expect butterflies to visit your yard if you don't have any kind of vegetation there. If you know butterflies love milkweed and butterfly bushes, you plant them, and you nurture them, and you spend time by them knowing butterflies will eventually visit. Then there are times they won't because it isn't their season, and that's okay too. The main character also said, I think you're right about my temper trying to tell me something. I love that there's a departure from gender norms in this movie around emotions, where boys are allowed to feel sad and feel deeply And girls are allowed to be angry because it's true. Girls feel anger and I think young children should be exposed to this reality so they aren't feeling like they're broken or bad for feeling something that is so natural. I also think it teaches an important lesson about intuition and knowing that the way we feel is our bodies sending messages to us. On one hand, I recently read a quote that said our brains are intended to keep us alive not keep us happy and our brains often overreact to stimuli in an effort to keep us safe using information to compare against what we've previously experienced in our lives on the other hand learning how to sink into our feelings and know what our gut is telling us can lead us in a way no other compass ever could when something doesn't feel right it probably isn't we also have to learn to take accountability for our feelings and we are shown this with anger in this movie as well. Have you seen this movie yet? What were your takeaways? I would love to hear all feedback. Feel free to message me on Instagram. I'm at the Liz Glen, and I'm also currently running a sale on both my Cycles and Seasons guide and self-love club guide because I want these to be affordable and accessible for all. And I realize how expensive it is to even be alive these days, but especially when our kids are home with us for the summer. I'll also be in Southern California for the last week of July, so if a photo experience with me is something you've been wanting, I'm booking a very limited, exclusive number of sessions. Reach out to me as soon as possible to snag your spot. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.